Welcome into the Keepers Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Paige Demakos. He's Chris Schubert, and we are talking about the aftermath of Monday Night Football, a gruesome football game, more so. A lot to talk about from a football perspective, but we want to keep it fantasy related. Also, the Gronkowski suspension, how his appeal is going to happen if he's going to sit. That's Monday night. He would sit out against the Miami Dolphins, a very favorable matchup for Gronkowski, especially if you're in the fantasy playoffs. Good luck replacing Gronk. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. So, Chris, let's start off with Monday night football. Well, first, I want to just warn everybody because (laughs) we are in in the FanRag Sports official podcasting studio. Yes. And there is a glass window directly to our right. And out on the other side of the glass window is the main office. So we can see out into the main office. I'm just going to call it tomfoolery, shenanigans Very is going so. on outside. I don't know exactly what's going on outside. So if you hear any loud, random noises, we're just going to blame it on them. It may not be them. They're doing construction on the bathroom nearby. It could be a whole bunch of things, but I'm going to blame it on the tomfoolery outside. Yeah, okay? there's a lot of loud noises coming. I just have to go outside and turn the TV down. It's it's chaos in here. Yeah, it's chaos, and it has nothing to do with the two of us. No. So you can blame everybody else at FanRag Sports. You can tweet at them at FanRag Sports. Yes, feel, exactly. free to, feel free to let them know uh, your anger. Uh, let's talk about the top five overall this performance this week. Le'Veon Bell had a great week. Yes, he, he did. He had 29.2 points. He had himself a dual threat game. He all had more yards of receiving than he did rushing. It was a phenomenal game for him. That touchdown that he got was one of the worst defensive plays I've ever seen because I th- I don't really know you what. You could have made that tackle. Yeah, I mean, anybody could have made that tackle. Just push him out of bounds. Uh, I was dumbfounded watching it happen, but then again, Cincinnati's going to Cincinnati. So there's a weird, a lot of weird stuff goes on in the state of Ohio with football teams. Yeah. A lot of I weird mean, stuff. Bengals blowing a 17 nothing lead in that game, so that's just what they do. Um, <clears throat> I thought Antonio Brown, there was <clears throat> a lot of questions about whether or not he was going to play last night. Yep. And I found myself in a, in a must-win situation in fantasy, and I did not get any Antonio Brown insurance. I was going all in on Antonio Brown and Joe Mixon combining for 14 points last night. I was going all in on that, and Antonio Brown ended up playing, and I realized I didn't need a whole lot. But then Joe Mixon leaves that game with a concussion and some injuries. So I'm terrified because at that point when Mixon goes down, I don't have the 14 points yet. I need A.B. to get some more points. He got you. He ends up getting there. He hits a touchdown. I win handedly. But, it, you know, it, all day yesterday, and this is a weird situation. I've, I, I don't normally make the fantasy playoffs. I may, I'm making the fantasy playoffs in all three of my leagues this year. I found myself sitting there yesterday. I don't care who wins that game last night for the Steelers no, or all. the Bengals, but I'm like, my season's on the line in fantasy, and, and I was able to come through. And I've won, I won three straight to get in, and now I have to win three straight to win it all. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm very. I'm just excited. I've never been to the play, I, playoffs. I don't know what those are. Welcome, my friend. I don't. Welcome all to the three welcome leagues, to the dark side. The podcast league. Yeah. We. That's a big league, and there's only the top four get in. We are one of the four. That's all, right, baby. And all four teams that got in, newcomers to the league, we're taking over. We're taking over. We're the um, four seed, and we're the four seed. We just that's fine. In. I like our I like our standings. Two weeks for per playoff. Matchup. That's that's so how, we have two weeks worth of points to be able to try to win. And, so. and that's why I love playoff formatting. I love the two week playoff because then you really usually get the better team because you know how it works. One week of fantasy, anything can happen, exactly. and usually. Some tomfoolery, to use that word again, yes, happens. Word. It happens, and you're so pissed because a team that is not better than you has a really good week, and they beat you. Mm-hmm. But if you have two weeks, usually the better team wins out. That's right. why I like the two-week playoff. Right, that's, so that's that's where we're at in there. So we will keep you updated on that uh, that matchup and how we are doing. But we are two wins away from taking down the whole league. 
That's so that, awesome. that'd be pretty awesome. I love it. Uh, and then in my other league, uh, AJ Green, uh, third touchdown, which was taken from him on yeah, the worst three. holding call of all time. Yeah, that was not uh, holding. Would have allowed me to complete the greatest comeback. I don't mean to make this all about me, but when you, when oh, you, of course you do. But when you've only made the, when you never make the playoffs, and you made playoffs in all three of your leagues. Yeah, you're gonna. You got to talk about it. I got you. So this was the I'm matchup. This it. was the league that was already in the postseason. Okay. And I was down 30 points going the last night. Guy I'm playing didn't have anybody. I had A.J. Green, and that one touchdown would have gotten me the six touchdown points, the two points for going over 100 yards. It was like a 40-yard touchdown. It would have been everything. I would have gotten it all and then some, and I would have barely got by him. And he was the top seed, and I lost. And I scored the second most points this week. So I play anybody else in the postseason, I win. I played the guy who had the most points this week. Love it. This happens. I'm Love out. It. I'm out. I'm out. Sorry, Chris. You love it because you love torturing me. I love torturing you. Oh, I don't. Wow. Lo- I don't love torturing you. I actually am probably the most supportive person in this office towards you. Uh, towards me? Yes, yes in that's, particular. That's, I am, that's correct. I'm the butt of every joke. That's you make yourself there. Well, man. you know, <laughs> it keeps. I stole the job. So that's when you really put it on knows. a tee, sometimes hey. Chris, you make it real easy. But you know. AJ Green had a phenomenal yes, game. He did. He's top three in scoring. He would have been the number one overall guy or been very close to it. Not he would have been number one overall, manning up the points over Tyreek Hill, who also had a really great week. Uh, who we're going to talk about in our live fantasy football show that you should watch. It's uh, You can watch it on Twitch. That's now. right. You can watch it on yes. Twitch, which is awesome. We got all the kitties. We can watch it on Periscope. Periscope, Twitch, live stream. Live stream, it's YouTube everywhere. live. Yeah, it's we're everywhere. like, we're literally, we're everywhere, Chris. That's right. We, we're channel, we, You know what? We got to get the show out to the youth. To the so youth. we're getting it to all the places where the youth That's right. 2.30 Mountain Standard Time. You should check that out. Uh, FanRagSports.com. Can we talk about the Grok suspension? Yes, we can. Because That's how we'll end this. I have an interesting take on this. Okay, bring it on me. It should have been a lot more games. I am with you. Because also, I, I get why Gronk has to appeal because that's, you know, hits his right, and if he doesn't appeal, it, it just doesn't look good. But you tell like I, I hate it when players have plays like that and then they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry, and they apologize to the player, and then they appeal their suspension for said play. Because it just seems disingenuous, their apology, if they're going to then appeal their suspension. Exactly. And I know you and I talked about this yesterday on Monday, but I think the biggest part of this is I do not think that Gronk had to appeal, like you're saying, because I do think that people would have genuinely been happier that he said, you know what, it was a dirty play, I shouldn't have done it, I'll sit my game and call it good. Right. And, and, and that's why I almost thought because of Bill Belichick's comments that, he was gonna do it. that the Patriots might suspend him before the NFL did. That the Patriots might say Gronk sit in a game for his dirty hit. Right. So so there's that part of it. And and I, and I thought it should have been three. Uh, and, and I think you just need to – here, we live – and last night's game is the perfect example of this. We live in a, in, in a world today where we watch an NFL game and every legal hit – like I'm not talking after the play hit. I'm talking hit within the, the field of play during a play. Yes. That can be described as dirty or unsportsmanlike conduct or defenseless receiver. Anything that draws a flag – those plays are dirty. Those plays are bad. We want those out of the game. But those are happening in the course of a play. Yes. So to a certain extent, I like to err on the side of the players not trying to hurt anybody. I agree. The players playing hard. Yes. There is no way you can watch what Gronk did on Sunday and say that that was a he even trying to make a play. He's trying to no. hurt somebody. No. He gave a guy a concussion. Okay? I'm sorry, but the NFL who cares so much, and they, this is what they tell us. They tell us they care so much about players safety and concussion. Quotation, cares so much. You, you, you can't suspend a guy for one game. No, you're full of it, And NFL. I know I, I know the CBA and their relationship with the, the Players Association and the union agreement that they have limits them. But 
really? I mean, it, it's it's just it seems so so disingenuous to me that the NFLPA, a, a group that is supposed to they advocate for player safety, this is what they want, yet they're going to now defend their client. In, yeah, it's backwards. It's, it just it seems bad, and that's the kind of the situation you have with sports and unions and stuff like that. But it, it just it seems bad. And you know what? For for a fantasy owner, just to get it to the fantasy perspective here, this is a disaster. Yeah, I mean, no. this is the playoffs, and this is one of the top tight ends you're not gonna have. No, this and, is a mess. no, it's a mess, and you're not gonna be able to replace him. I, I went and looked on the waivers. There's nothing. I mean, nothing that's even gonna get you close to that. Your hope is that. You know, you can play because half the people are probably out of the playoffs now. You know, you can't do any deals like with anybody else. You can't pick people up off the waivers very much. So, I mean, it's you're you're pretty much hoping that you know he ends up serving just one game, and you're going to have to survive, hoping that your other guys really have a great game from the fantasy perspective. But back to what you were saying, Chris, about just how how bad of a hit it was. I, listen, I was sitting there last night watching Juju Smith Schuster make that hit, and it's at least, like you said, during a play, during a game. He's making a block. He takes it a little bit too far. Exactly. I don't don't like the hit. And I I even more so don't like the people celebrating the hit because they hit Vontez perfect. Like, I get it. He's a dirty player. That doesn't mean you should celebrate somebody getting a concussion. That's exactly. literally disgusting. Like exactly. you're a bad human being if you're celebrating somebody that exactly. Like that. But but I think we are now trapped in when it comes to the NFL, we're trapped into this. It ha, it's black and white, right? It's either a dirty player or not. And and I think there is a gray area that we're starting to see here a little bit more and more. And I think the the most important thing that we need to do in looking at these plays, and and we always rush to judgment. We're always like, oh, dirty hit, oh, not a dirty hit. We always rush to judgment. I think the context of the play matters. I think all that stuff needs to be factored in. And I think more and more people are starting to do that. But if if, if there is anyone out there who is trying to tell me that what Juju Smith-Schuster did last night and what Gronk did are on the same level, please just go away. I'm not not having this conversation with you. stop for me. Pump the brakes. You want to find Juju? For the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which you're allowed to do, fine. You want to find him for the hit being a little, you know, being dirty and not not something we want to see in our game. Absolutely, Go okay. Ahead. But your, Juju should not be suspended for that hit. No, Gronk absolutely should not. be absolutely suspended for WWE styling, elbowing somebody in the head, giving the guy a concussion, and he only gets a game for it. Not now, what like I that. thought they were going to do is suspend him for two games. So and then can, let him appeal down well, to appeal, one. Well, appeals down to one, and then and then it, it appears as a, well, the NFL, we did our job. We suspended for two games. Arbiter came in and said one, so not on us, right? That's what I thought they were going to do. But going one game, and again, the, the problem here is precedent, right? You don't want to set a bad precedent here because if you suspend Gronk two or three games, now every time somebody does that, you want to suspend, everyone's going to want them to be suspended for two or three games. So you kind of have to be careful with the precedent you set. And look, all we have to do is go to the Ray Rice situation yeah. to look at the precedent and how that has impacted the NFL's decision. You look at what Ray Rice got, and then you look at what Ezekiel Elliott got, yep. right? So the NFL is <laughs> very, very conscious of their precedent that they set with these kind of things, and I don't think they wanted to go overboard here with Gronk. So they only suspended him for a game. And I agree with that. I do think he deserved two games. I well, really I, I, do. If you would have given him three, I would have been upset about it. I, I do believe that one game is a joke when you're talking about the – the level of severity of what he actually did when it's after a play, off the ball. I mean, he, he launches himself onto a guy who cannot see him, is defenseless, and and gives the guy the first concussion he's ever had, 
And Gronk is not a small person, guys. Gronk's a big guy. Okay, Gronk is a big guy. He's bigger than the cornerback that he jumped on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it, this there is no excuse. And the thing with all the people that even said anything to me about defending it, who are all Patriots fans, okay, I cannot, if Tom Brady, stay with me, okay. if this happened to Tom Brady, Okay. Oh, they would have to. We would. They the would FBI be right. They them. would be rioting. We would the, need the FBI. People in Boston would be down in the middle of the square, down there, rioting about how Tom Brady deserves. They should give them four games. They should right. kick them out. They would lose their freaking minds. Exactly. Lose their minds. So I understand that Gronk. That's why I did the video about it. I understand that Gronk's a likable player, but you need to throw the personality garbage out of this because it doesn't matter that he's a likable player. He made a really bad hit. And he deserves to be out for two games. Now the fantasy stuff—he's going to be out for a game. Mm-hmm. I, if they if they let him appeal and don't let him serve the suspension, it's literally a joke. Like, yeah. sorry for your fantasy season. I understand. I have him on my fantasy team, and it sucks. But he deserves to sit. Yeah, and, and here and here is where I come down on this from a non-fantasy perspective, from a football perspective. The Rob Gronkowski hit is dirty and bad. The Juju Smith-Schuster hit is dirty and bad. I can think both of those hits are dirty and bad and shouldn't be in the game, but I can also think that one should get a suspension and one shouldn't. Yes, absolutely. I, I think it's very, very clear that and, – and, and also, just to, just to add on top of this, Antonio Brown – after the game, screaming karma. During yeah, the shut up, Antonio I, I mean, Brown. I look. I get it. Like, I get it. Look, you're not. I'm not going to be sympathetic towards Montez Perfect because he's a dirty player no, and tries to I hurt people. I get but it. But again, I, I just I think cheering is cheering injuries, especially when you given the context of last night's game in particular, and screaming karma, given the particular up, nature of last night's game with what happened to, to Ryan Shazier, I just think that's just it's. It's bad optics it's for bad, Antonio Brown and the Steelers. It's bad optics for the league. That too. It's and bad I, and, optics and for the league. Problem. So if you're you're trying to pitch to everybody that you care about CTE and you care about the players and you care about this, and then you have one of your superstars in the league on one of the biggest, if not the biggest franchise in all of the NFL, celebrating the fact that a guy got hit in the head. Yeah. You and, got a problem. Antonio, keep your mouth shut, dude. I love you. I love watching you play. You're, I, you're one of the most enjoyable guys to watch play. But think about the fact of his family hearing karma. Right. Would you like it if somebody did that to you? I, I exactly. severely doubt it. Uh, I really doubt from that. From a fantasy perspective, uh, you can probably pick up Austin Safarian Jenkins because he's good for Ooh, at least good. he's good for at least one touchdown that's going to get taken away from him over the course of a game. <laughs> uh, so you can celebrate that touchdown and then watch it get taken away from you. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is still out there. He's a guy that I think could be a good pickup. Um, you got the two San Francisco tight ends, uh, Selleck and Kittle. You can debate between those guys. Um, ben Watson, who had a really good game last week, caught a touchdown. So I think he's a, he's another candidate if you're looking for somebody. Uh, we make I want to get into this later on in the week, like let's say on Thursday okay. when we do our live show. Because and I've said this before, both on the podcast and on the live show, I'm not in next week mode yet. No, I'm no, kind of no, no. still we're uh, wrapping it up. I'm kind of still uh, you know unwinding, and we only learned about the the fantasy news with Kronk yesterday of him being suspended for a game. Uh, David Njoku, I'm just looking at a list here. I mean, you can you can pick up Allen, too, if you want. Okay. You're the backup there in New England. He's probably the guy that uh, is going to see the most. Dwayne Allen is who I'm talking about. Uh, so those are a bunch of different options that I like. I'll, I'll get into more specific matchup-based stuff later on in the week. But, but yeah, I think there's there's some decent options. Look, you're never going to pr- replace the production of Gronk unless you somehow have, like, Zach Ertz on your bench or something like that. But there's, I think there's an option out there to get you enough points to be comfortable with your tight end position. No, 100%. I'm with you. I know we went off on a tangent on yeah, the Gronk totally stuff. Yeah, we totally sidebarred. You know what? You, Chris and I are both passionate people. We both love football. 
and we're both people that are both emotional and we love and we love people and I I can't I truly can't watch the game and remove the emotional side. No. I can't. I I I have a brother who played sports. I have a boyfriend who played football and if that was my brother or my boyfriend right. or my dad or any of you guys that I work with, I would be devastated to see that happen. And them. I stand by a prediction that I made about 2 years ago that I was ridiculed and mocked for saying the NFL will become the biggest flag football league You're spot in on, the country. Dude. You're and that spot is on. The, we are heading that direction, whether it's three, five, six years down the road, we are heading down that direction. Well, it's just how quickly, we, how quickly we get there. Listen, the reality is, and listen, you, don't, you won't find two people that love football more than me and Chris. No. Okay, we love football. Love this sport. But the reality is we have been awakened to the reality of how hard this sport is for human beings to play, okay? And you cannot, you cannot remove the human being aspect of this. Nope. And you, when you have superstars like Junior Seau killing themselves at a young age because of repercussions and injuries that they had playing football, human beings' lives are more important than making money and us being entertained. And the game is going to change. And you can either like it or you don't have to watch it. There are plenty of entertain, entertainment options in the United States and across the world. But the reality is stop saying it's old school football and it's the way that it needs to be played. No, it's not. I think you would think differently if that was somebody you loved. Yeah, and, and uh, we'll, I'll just end it here. This will be my parting thought I love for it. the show. I think there is a very clear way for us to teach kids how to tackle properly, how to you know avoid these types of hits. I, I think it's very easy to do. I, I, but but the problem is, you cannot, and it's just impossible to reteach a a person who's maybe 27, 28, 29 playing in the NFL, who has been playing football since they were 12. That is 17 years worth of playing a game one way. They're not going to change. No. You can teach them. It's not not that they don't want to change. It's just hard for them to change. So if you want change to occur, you have to start really, really low. You have to start at the youth level, and you have to teach all of the, the young players playing now all the way until they get – remember, 1% of you know players who play football in their lives move up to the NFL. It's a very small group. Very small. But you have to start at that, that, that the Pop Warner, the Pee Wee football, work your way up to middle school, then high school, then college. You have to see the transition down at the youth level and let it go through the game. The problem with that takes, takes a decade. Takes 12 years for that 12 year old to get to the NFL. And those changes that you implemented today, we don't see until 2029. Will the NFL be able to survive that long with the way that they play the game right now? I, I really think, and again, this is highlighted because of two you know teams that don't like each other and they're going to hit each other really hard in the Steelers and the Bengals. We don't see this every Sunday. Like, you no. know, the, the Jets play the Bears. You know, the, the people aren't out there killing each other, right? No. That's not what's not what's happening. So this this game last night, we always do this when this game is on. So I think that's context matters. But the NFL really needs to take a serious look, and, and I think they are. I really do. I think they are. I think they're misguided in some of their approaches, but I really do think that they want to try to make this game better. I think it's going to be really tough. Well, dear NFL, stop putting oh, that sure. game on primetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's, a, that's a pretty easy fix. I'm tired of watching this stuff play out, and and the reality is you cannot preach to us that you care about these players' lives and then not do anything about what's going on because there was a lot of bad. Collectively, the entire social media sports community was kind of disgusted last night. I felt dirty watching that football game. 
Uh, but now that we went on a soliloquy Paige about... is going to cool down here and come yeah, back for the, to the show later on. I'm going to cool down. Uh, I, I will leave you with this. If you cheer for a player getting injured, you might need go to away. seek help. Yeah, you away. might... Please seek find help. Find something better to do with your life. Yes, please. Or find... Or, or make yourself better because clearly you got some issues. All right. Well, now that we've trashed everybody, uh, Chris Schubert. You can follow him at Chris R. Schubert. You can follow me at the underscore sports page. And you can follow this show at the Keepers FF. And you should subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Look up The Keepers. But for Chris Schubert, I'm Paige DeMakos. Thanks for listening to The Keepers.